Hello, everybody. It's me, Oliver, aka Ban for a What, and you're listening to The Fate of Ice in Chapter 2, Episode 11. Thanks for checking us out and for recommending us to all your friends, family, enemies, acquaintances, people on the bus, and small, unfortunate pigeons with that one really gross foot thing that they have a lot of the time. Not sure why it's there, but it's there! Huge shout out to our supporters over on Patreon. Alex White Robinson, person who wants to stay anonymous. Robert Baldino, Irene Cucci, Laura Christine Goodwin, and our newer sponsor, James Blyseth. You rule, and this would not be happening without your sweet, dirty, sensual, down and just getting it in wherever you can, touching it, bringing it back, turning it, leaving it, stop help. In this episode, Josh Kingston makes his long-awaited return as Trestlestoon, the Nomier West, and we are again joined by our special guest, Alex, aka Vadan the Wizard, aka that kill thief that took the one thing that I wanted to murder and killed it himself. Okay, here we go with the recap. After a nice, comfortable slap, the Apple Squadath was rudely awakened at the crack of dawn, only to discover the town of Sorm was under attack. A pack of Halhoons had already slaughtered dozens of townsfolk and was soon joined by a large group of Grimlocks that piled out of the Brucian wood. A fight ensued, and the creatures were eventually convinced to return from Haunts they come. Okay, I love how natural that is. Such a great hey. natural. <laughs> we're all natural um, beauties. Uh, first first and foremost, before we kick in and start playing the game Dungeons & Dragons, I would very much like to welcome back to the show, Mr. Josh Kingsford! It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a very long time since we've spoken with Mr. Josh. Um, yes. How you doing, bud? Uh, I'm a bit hungover, uh, but I'm ready to, to play. So let's do that then. Cool. Uh, have, and Josh... Uh, any wants or needs to move closer to the microphone at all, or <laughs> I mean, is that in your near future? Because that could be. Is that superior? That's much better. Thank you very much. Oh, Sorry, yeah. we're 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 both awkwardly close in my bedroom. Um, Ew. Yeah, because I, I didn't Ooh. have time to move my computer. Sorry. <laughs> um, cool beans and Josh. Um, meet. Alex White Robinson. Yeah, nice, nice to meet you, Alex. Nice to meet you too. All right then. Hi. <laughs> I like that you're not looking at the camera. You're looking at where I'm, he is. Yeah, I'm looking at where you are. So he looks like he's not looking at you. Yeah, right. I'm looking away from you, but also directly into your eyes. We're both lost in Alex's eyes. <laughs> um, cool. Right. So let's just uh, kick straight into it now. Um, Last time, uh, Banfor, Marley, Trestlespoon, Fadan, and Spritey spent the night in the town of Sorm, on the eastern edge of the Great Brugian Wood. Uh, you all slept in various inns and homes throughout the town, uh, including Banfor sleeping in a nice, comfortable bed, the mayor's bed, um, for the first time in I actually don't know how long. Um, in the very early hours of the morning, um, just as the sun was peeking over the horizon, you were awakened by the sounds of townspeople screaming and loud animalistic growling. Uh, you all prepared yourselves to face whatever it was, then ventured outside. Uh, there you spotted um, half a dozen demonic-looking hellhounds and lots of dismembered, shredded corpses of townspeople. 
the chaos was heightened when a swarm of grey-skinned feral humanoids uh, charged out of the forest um, to join in the destruction. Uh, you dealt with most of the threat, um, leaving only two of the creatures, which are Grimlocks, if anybody wants to Google okay. what they look like, um, and one Hellhound, which Trestlespoon rode away, convincing <laughs> the, the two Grimlocks to follow him. Um, and just as Trestlespoon was about to dismount on the edge of the forest, the uh, one of the Grimlocks grabbed him and dragged him into the forest with them. And the rest of you are left standing in the town of Sorm, surrounded by corpses of monsters and people. Cool. Cool, blimey. So, uh, Trestlespoon, we will start with what's going on with you. Um, so you were just riding on the back of this hellhound, which is about the size of a wolf. So uh-huh. quite, a bit, quite a bit bigger than you. Um, with, like, charred flesh and, like, uh, fire in its eyes and mouth. Uh-huh. Quite, quite obviously a you know not your average beast. No. And um, you were yeah conv- using it to convince these two strange ogre-like humanoid things to leave everyone alone and run back into the forest where they just came from. Um, and then yeah, one of them dra- um, grabbed you off the hellhound and dragged you into the trees. So you are now being held by one of these things, and um, like they are running through the trees. They are like pounding. Um, on the ground in between all the the trees and brush and they are heading uh, in a northward direction um, but you have no idea what's going on. What's going through your mind? What are you trying to do? Uh, I'm in a a state of uh, mad panic. Uh, Are these charming beasts? Are these uh, friendly fellas? They are absolutely not but you could certainly try and talk to them if you want to. Uh, Excuse me. We We missed my stop. Could we? Could we go? Could we go back a? Could we go back a bit? You, you guys. Um, what language are you speaking? Uh, shard wolf language. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think you, <laughs> that's that's not an option. Um, what languages does Trestlespoon speak? Do you have your sheet? Yeah, common, gnomish, and undercommon. <laughs> they speak undercommon. Wow. They, that, that's the one language they speak. <laughs> 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 oh, Hooray! Shit. But you don't know that. Roll a nature check. Okay. Uh, eight. Plus anything? That's plus eight. Do you have an eight? Oh, that's, that's including eight grand total. Okay. Um, yeah. So, do you do you think Trestlespoon would try out his three different languages he knows? Um. Yeah. Work. Well, can I hear the wolves uh, grunting in undercommon that I understand? Oh, the the wolves don't. Oh, sorry. There's one hellhound. Yes. Um, and it it doesn't understand um, what you're saying. But the two okay. like gray gray skinned humanoid things, they seem to um, give you like a, a just just the, the tiniest little hint of understanding when you speak uh, a, a few words in undercommon. Okay. Can I say what I said? Uh, yes, which was repeated again. <laughs> uh, you, uh, you guys, you, uh, you, you missed my stop. Can we go? Can we go back a bit? I, I think that was verbatim. <laughs> uh, let's rewind the tape. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the one that's carrying you under its arm 
um, <laughs> looks down at you and, so, and says in the same language as that, um, No, stop. Keep going. Return gnome to master. No, what? What? Who's your master? Not my master. Your master. And there's my this master? is all the while they, they, yes, gnome. No escape. Naughty gnome. Bad gnome. <laughs> Naughty gnome. While this is happening, <laughs> while this is happening, they are like still pounding through the forest, uh-huh. um, and like like knocking small trees out the way. Like they're in a mad uh, mad hurry to get wherever they're going. Uh-huh. And you're seeing like you're seeing like dead animals on the way that obviously would like they killed uh, like on their way out of the forest, and you're like passing back. Um, so you're clearly going. They're taking you to where they've come from. Okay. Um, can I struggle to break free, or perhaps pull uh, out a? Do I, uh, yep. Uh, yep. Roll a contested strength check. Okay. <laughs> that's Never that's mind. not good. So it's a one, and it's plus none. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you you struggle, and it, it grips you tighter, and like knocks the breath out of you, and it says, "Bad gnome, bad gnome, naughty gnome." And then Sorry. <laughs> they just keep running. Um, the hellhound is leading the way, and the two others are following. And they actually reach a uh, like a cave, like a big, um, what looks like um, like a big just a hole in the ground that may have been dug by something. Uh huh. And they jump, they drop down into it, and then you are now in a tunnel. And they kind of turn back on themselves, so they're now heading southward. And yeah, they are carrying you through some dark tunnel. Uh, we'll go back to the others in Sorm. So what are you guys doing in this aftermath? Have we seen Spoon get scooped up and run off with? Uh, yeah, well, you watched him ride the Hellhound away, and you'd notice by now that he hasn't returned to you. Banfor's uh, first instinct would be to take off after his mate, uh, and he does so at speed. Okay, so you just pound your way towards the forest. Yeah, and start following uh, his... Uh, his trail. Uh, what kind of beasts are these? Uh, these uh, Grimlocks. Um, they are technically they are humanoids. So are they fey fiends or undead? Uh, no, they are humanoid. That is their type. Heck. They um, are the sort of like what maybe if, if like an ogre bred with a human, like the offspring from that. But their, their technical classification, because I have just become a blood hunter, and what that means is that I have advantage on any tracking checks on uh, essentially evil beings. Okay, they are neutral. E- they are neutral evil. So yes, you can have advantage on tracking these things. Can so I? Can I assist him? Because I actually they're my favoured enemy. So I have advantage on survival checks to track my favoured enemies. Uh, did, so. you, did you follow Banfor into the forest, or are you absolutely? I staying? would have. Okay, so yeah. you go straight after Tressel Spoon too. Fadan, how do you respond to this? Um, Fadan's going to cough a bit because uh, he was a little bit beaten up or trampled upon by um, the people that he led into battle, uh, in- incapably led into battle. Um, <laughs> he's going to cough a bit, um, mutter something. Um, and down a small amount of brandy from uh, the the bottle of spirits that he offered Banfor <coughs> earlier, um, and regain a few temporary hit points. Um, look around, give the rest of the brandy and any bandages he has to the villagers that are there, and okay. um, take off after Banfor. 
Okay, so you're quite a bit behind. Yes. Okay, sweet. So Banfor and Marley, you guys are holding pace with one another and you enter the tree line. Roll your survival checks with advantage to track where they went. Uh, I've got a... Uh, 21. I've got an unnatural okay. 20. Okay, yeah. <laughs> both, both, of you very, buddy. both of you very easily locate the trail of trampled trees um, and dead animals. That it's, they've basically left a trail of breadcrumbs. It's, it's easy peasy. You know that they are heading, like they ventured into the forest for a couple of minutes and then turned north off the path. Nice. Nice. Um, so and then Fadan, Fadan um, enters the forest and roll your own survival check without advantage. So survival... <laughs> Minus two. Six. Minus one. <laughs> you, um, you look around for quite a few minutes and it takes you a while, um, but then you reach the, the site of the, um, the uh, completely fucked up troll corpse that you guys left the day before and from there you actually do start to notice that um, there is like there are some broken trees etc and you think it could be the trolls path or it could be where your friends have just gone you're not sure so you're left with a decision but the other two uh, you guys um, uh, sprint through the forest and you come across the hole where the um, where it looks like the trail ends Okay. Uh, Banfor, not one to stand on ceremony, uh, jumps into set hole. Okay, so you just leap down into the darkness to save you, buddy? Okay. Uh, afraid as he is of the darkness, he's also possessing of many uh, glowing cubes, uh, glowing rocks, rather, uh, from a previous episode. Yep. Uh, and, and those give him heart to follow his friend. Okay, so yeah, they basically make you luminescent um, enough to see your own immediate surroundings, but like you can't see beyond like five feet of yourself. Okay, that's all right. And Marley seeing that happen would suddenly break out into song saying, Super massive black hole. Um, And. Can you try sing a song in. that I um, that I won't <laughs> cut? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll jump in uh, after you. So I've bardic inspirationed you just in case you need to roll like some kind of check. Cool. So uh, Oliver has, oh, uh, Banfor has been bardic inspirationed. That is good. Um, okay. So you guys land, and yeah, you are in a tunnel. Um, it is not enormous in diameter. Um, it's about the size of a carriage. Um, so Banfor needs to sort of stoop, not duck down fully, but just stoop a little bit. Um, probably like he does with like any doorway. All right. Not his first rodeo. Yeah. So he's used to stooping. Um, and... So advantage on stooping checks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've got a you've got a plus five and stoop. Good. Which will come in handy uh, when you play games with Simon the Pigeon. Um, I already made that pun when we introduced them, and I'm I'm still proud. 
Badan is going to uh, hopefully follow the sound of singing. Uh, yeah, actually, you hear her sing a song, and that gives you the direction to go in, but you're still quite a ways behind uh, because you stuck around to actually be helpful to the townspeople. Because it wasn't it wasn't your little buddy who was in danger. Yeah, stuff um, that. Trisselsburn's in danger. <laughs> Last in fact, time he, he went did. off for ages and he got stuck in a cage. <laughs> we weren't letting <laughs> that happen again. Not again. Mm. Uh, Fadan reckons um, Trisselsburn's at least a capable warrior who he saw deal a bunch of damage to ban for. So <laughs> um, <laughs> he was going to help a few of the currently bleeding out villagers before running off. Yeah. Okay, so um, Banfor and Marley, you guys uh, sort of like um, creep slash duck your way through this tunnel as quickly as you can, um, and then you hear a sort of like scuffling sound up ahead, and Marley's eyes, you can see that um, the two creatures, are, um, one of which is carrying a small bundle under its arm, but you don't see the hellhound. Okay. Is uh. the small bundle me? I convey this to Banffor via message. Okay, so you just tell him a message into his brain? Yeah. Uh, for understanding this message as helpfully it's not written down this time. Um, yeah, I know. That's why I got um, message. <laughs> um, lowers his shoulder, picks up his pace, and... Uh, charges towards the receding shapes of the Grimlocks particularly the one with the bundle yeah the bundle is me right well we don't know but we're assuming probably me yeah <laughs> um, sorry uh, Oliver I was just reading a message that popped up from Jules on the chat so I missed what you said it was an old <laughs> message that decided to pop up now for what um professionally and paying attention um, <laughs> uh, lowers the shoulder and with a blood curdling ululation um, charges into the uh, Grimlock carrying the bundle okay it turns at the sound of your uh, yelling ululation. and your ululation roll initiative roll a ululation check Oh, yeah, they didn't hear that. I was on mute. Sixteen. That was some good band. Okay, you get to act first. Uh, band four. Um, during his charge, incensed, truly driven, hatefully mad by the kidnapping of his wee mate, enters a rajay as his free action or sans CLA okay and will then attack oh wait that would reduce me to two attacks rather than three wouldn't it yep keeping a cool head about him yet to <laughs> yet to succumb to the fury building in his breast therefore still enters a rage and attacks said beastie Two time. Mit the axe. Okay. Uh, that's a nat 20 and uh, a 9. But with that 9, I think that I will use. Because I don't nine? know. Pardon me? What? Is that, a, is that a 9 total without adding your plus 6 to attack? Uh, that is a 9 with the plus 6. 
Okay. So I will go ahead and spend a luck point to roll an additional d20. Okay. Which has come out at the exact same number of a three. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use Bardic Inspiration if you want to. Add a d6 uh, so on top of that. A three to a uh, nine, maximum of six above that, so 15. I don't know if that'll even hit the AC. Um, so I will uh, choose not to use Bardic Inspiration at this time. Okay, so roll the one and successful attack. So that is uh, 1d12 plus 3. Um, however... Uh, yep, 2d12. Because <laughs> uh, it's a unit 20, right? Yeah. Yeah, so roll the d12 twice. Oh, right, dope. Um, I was going to say that I would I would then use a uh, my my special new skill to add to the uh, to the roll because I can make my weapon very hot, very hot indeed. But then I take uh, damage. Okay, um, Trestle Spoon. Um, he is Banfor is about to attack the creature that's holding you. Do you have mm. any kind of reaction to that? Um, I stay still. <laughs> no, I. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, I, I, can I take out my uh, my hand crossbow and shoot at the foot of the thing? Um, I will add you to the initiative order after its turn, if that's nah. nece- if that's necessary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, in that case, I struggle to break free. Okay, <laughs> roll roll another contested strength check. Seventeen. You break free. It's focused on it's focused on Banfor and it released its grip just enough for you to wriggle free and drop to the cave floor just as Banfor's strike of how much damage, Banff? Uh that is a uh eleven plus six. Uh that's seventeen damage. Mm. Uh okay, plus plus two necrotic because of um the new power you just got from your weapon upgrading so, itself um uh, plus and, two fire damage because i went with uh oh, and yeah. plus two fire for blood hunter so yes yeah so, so 17 19 21 damage this thing has been severely obliterated um <laughs> describe it's extremely overkill death um, so these are low-level minions Banfor sweeping over his head at the run um, essentially kicks up both feet in an anime style jump uh, <laughs> and uses that upwards torsion to swing downwards even harder. Think like a one piece hitting somebody with a pipe like scene. Uh, this is all for all the all the anime fans out there. What's up? You don't need girlfriends. Um, no, it's fine. Just text your friends. It's all the same. Um, apart from when you die alone, so probably get someone in your life that means something. Uh, form human connections, it's the only way that we survive as a species. Any who's will be, uh, and puts this fucker in half from uh, from from skull to taint, leaving just the tiniest flap of skin so that it doesn't like do the full sideways separation. It kind of goes out and then goes boing like the HA Hackett bungee hashtag New Zealand and slaps back together and falls down. I love it. It's it's just oh, that thing didn't stand a chance. Uh, and Trestle Spoon dropped to the floor, and sort of its body fell apart around him. Yes, and then fell back. Yeah. 
Um, do I get splattered other... with gore? Yes, you sure do. You can't avoid it. <laughs> Fair enough. Trestlespoon licks his lips, aroused by Bamfor's prowess. <laughs> The uh, the other one holds up its club and just um, reactively just sort of swings it tra- straight at Banfor's side and um, just clangs against his armor and then gets this look on its face of oh no. Banfor, <laughs> uh, with the smile that he previously attempted, smiles at him. Okay, uh, it's, back, it's, back, it's back around to your turn, Banfor, unless. Um, Marley or Tristan. I was going to say, am I just like standing there watching? You didn't, like... you, didn't ro- you didn't roll initiative, and it's only been six seconds. Okay. Well, maybe I'm just standing there watching this, just being like, you do it, Banfor. Just remember our inspiration to you before, so you've got a plus six to add to something if you need it. Uh, Banfor is now officially in a rage, so he doesn't need to expend his extra attack. Um, are the uh, two remaining Grimlocks in enough rage for me? Huh? There's only one now. There were two. You've killed one. I'm fine. Is there still a Hellhound? Um, uh, the Hellhound somewhere. doesn't appear to be there. It must have gone ahead. Uh, Bamfor uses his three remaining attacks uh, to <laughs> uh, swing at this uh, beast. Axe-axe <laughs> um, sword. Black denotes sword and my die. Uh, so that is a oh god, fuck my tits. Um, okay, that's so, a new version of the American national anthem. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, we fuck my tits. Um, so we've got an eighteen. Um, we've got a twelve, and I've got a net one. So uh, the, the two hmm. that are over eleven both hit. Cool. The net one is a miss. Cool. So that means that I will then roll 2d12 plus 3 plus 2 plus 2. Uh, Trestlespoon <laughs> takes some nuts out of his pocket and uh, watches with delight at what takes is about to happen. Back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mar- I'm still covered in viscera. Marley walks over sort of near to Trestlespoon and puts out her hand for some nuts. Trestlespoon gives her two nuts. Excellent. She yeah. tosses them back and is like, this is good, right? Yeah. Trestlespoon <laughs> apologizes because the nuts so, are slightly stale. Uh, uh, so Banford does 32 points of damage. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, these things have 11 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> You just killed Bamf- it almost three times. Uh, Bamfor hits it with... On the way down, he spins his axe so that just the flat part of the head uh, <laughs> hits the head of the uh, Grimlock and just watermelons it. Just down <laughs> to the sides in a perfect, like, 360 degree of, like, if a watermelon... If, like, a water balloon got sat on by a perfectly flat disc that weighed as much as the earth um, <laughs> and it was full of brains uh, and that happens yeah so 
both Marley and Trisla Spoon get covered mm-hmm. in gore despite their distance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and lightly applaud. Gold claps. Marvelous, marvelous. Marley pulls out her tin again out of nowhere. <laughs> Uh, Fadan uh, enters the tunnel and walks in on the tail end of this happening and all he sees is first he sees um, Marley and Trissel Spoon covered in gore in the darkness and for um, some reason Marley's holding a sign that says a t- number 10 above her head yeah. and he, he can see Banfor glowing with a bunch of stones uh, Banfor has the axe raised above his head by one hand and goes today is fucking awesome <laughs> I've been so bored. <laughs> um, um, you notice also that Banfor has, uh, for him, a sterling erection. Which, oh, unfortunately, which, is, due to his which unfortunately we can't see because he yeah, doesn't actually... Yeah, it's about an inch and a half, but he points at it. Um, yeah, it's like any... dark in here, so... Yeah, does anybody want to do anything about... about he's the got darkness. the glowing rocks, so it casts a mighty shadow. Oh, is that is that a rabbit or is that? <laughs> Stop making funnies when I have my cup of tea. I just about choked. It's my chewed up cock. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, okay. I'm I'm glad that you're all okay. Um, uh, uh, oh, we're great. Molly says, or... wiping shit off her face. <laughs> that was amazing. Therefore, <laughs> wiping shit onto his face. <laughs> Trestle Spoon's still eating his nuts. This is this is a good Banfor day. This is a great day for Banfor. He's having a whale of the time. He just slaughtered like seven on the way into town, uh, on the way out of town, and then got another two, and it's just been great. So, um, um where are we? Marley says as she's looking around. I don't know. Uh, I'm, well, I'm, I'm from the cave. much further south than here. This is some sort of cave entrance. <laughs> I haven't seen anything like this before. I normally um, think I've heard of these caves. A so, cave. So we jumped down a hole to get here, right? Yeah. And Time to go guys, back up that hole. <laughs> um, you guys um, can have a bit of player knowledge in that um, the the size of this cave looks roughly the same size as the bullet that you guys fought a few days ago. Ah. Hmm. Okay. Well, can't go... Can't go over it. Can't go under <laughs> it. <laughs> Gotta go through it. Let's keep going. Um, two more of these things. <laughs> fun. Two little uh, DM interjections. One, um, Josh, you've been absent since a few changes took place. Mm. Um, uh, You've leveled up to six, Mm -hmm. and your um, magical scorpion tail daggers have improved greatly. First of all, you have two of them now. Yes, I saw that. Um, And they each do uh, 2d4 damage. They've got two blades on them now. Excellent. So that's something that you now know. Um, and also, are you going to tell your friends what you just heard the Grimlocks telling you? What, that, the, oh, yeah, I guess so. Hey, uh, guys, uh, I, I took some, 
language uh, classes like a uh, hundred years ago, and I, I speak a little bit of undercommon, and that they were like, "Oh, we're taking me to their their master." It's like, and they were, it seems like the, the he, he he wants gnomes. They want no. Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, you you're a, you're a gnome that come with us." Okay. Therefore, is still in the uh, senselessness of battle rage, uh, impotently shakes his fist and goes, "Oh, give him gnomes." <laughs> well, I mean, gnomes is where we're heading, so they were going this way. Yeah, they were going gnome way. They were going the way to the gnomes as well. So maybe we should go this way then. I mean, if they were going go this, this way, way, it's probably going to be faster, right? I, I agree. Straight there. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. And Marley starts uh, taking off at a fairly fast walking pace. Okay. Definitely strides after her. Does anyone do anything about the light situation for the humans? Uh, Banfor is not paying attention. Okay. You got rocks Banf- in your pocket. Ban- Banfor can see his own footsteps, and that's enough. Um. Yep. I don't have life Tadan is going to cast dark vision on himself so that he can see. Dude, you have dark vision spell? Yeah. Wicked. I like that How he's just like casually, yeah. <laughs> you made it up. <laughs> hmm. Yep, I'm sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> Yep, no, I'm going to I'm going to take a piece of dried carrot <laughs> out of one of my pouches to improve your vision. Nice. <laughs> Rub it on my eyes <laughs> and then uh, Follow the others down the tunnel. Excellent. Super strong, super strong carrot. Um, How long does it last? Eight hours. Okay. Jesus. Cool. Yeah, you guys, um, you walk uh, through this tunnel, which is, um, I'd say it's about 15 feet in diameter. I just get Tressel Spoon to tie a rope around Bamfor and just kind of lead him. That's fair enough. Yeah. I walk Bamfor like like a Labrador. (laughs) <laughs> I thought I saw something where being a blood hunter gives you help in the dark. Hold on. Oh yeah, we should probably features and traits that'll be under. I'm just googling. Yeah, we'll just give you a sec to Google. Uh, Corruption of blood. Do 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 do. It's great. Uh, so yeah. Ah, oh, okay. Hold on. Bum 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 bum. It's mentioned on the Google, but I can't find it in the goddamn thing. Yes. So we'll assume no for the moment. Until I can find it. Yeah, that's fine. Your glowstones are giving you enough light to at least walk. And Trestlespoon is now leading him like a Labrador. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sweet. That's fine. Um, you can see your own uh, footfalls. DM so allows like it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's fine. Um, cool. Uh, you guys walk for about um, two hours, and th- like throughout that time, you, you you hear every now and then like little echoes of like a, a stone dropping, and then like the sound of that echoing through. Ooh. And sorry. Um, you hear the like the growl of the hellhound that ran ahead, but it sounds like it's far away and like echoing down a long tunnel. 
um the the path is mostly flat but it occasionally like dips and raises and dips and raises um and you actually reach a point where it raises quite a bit and you can see like tiny pinpricks of sunlight above you like you must be really close to the surface at, at one point okay um, trestle spoon it... trestle spoon plays i spy with Bamfor. Um, but every, every answer is nothing. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Um, cool. And yeah, a few more hours go by. You see every now and then, um, you know, when the path dips and then raises, you see like little pinpricks of light again, like every time you notice that you, you know, you may be close to the surface that happens about four or five times. So the, the bullet that dug this path was clearly just drunk. Um, it weaves in and out, left and right a few times, and then you guys feel a rumbling in the ground. Uh, tremors. Uh, and that, what, what do you think made this tunnel? I haven't, I haven't seen a tunnel like this before, and I'm getting a little worried that there's something coming. Hopefully. You, probably you that thing front. that came you up can, from under the ground, way. though, right? Yeah, it was probably that thing that we uh, thought uh, that was the exact diameter and proportion of the, to the tunnel. That one of us killed, and one of us just come out of nowhere. This this tunnel is gigantic. What did you kill? Oh, it was like something this size, and it had a big mouth, and it came out the ground. Yeah. It was a real fucking real, real, real it had, coward. It, it had a stone in it. We didn't even get to keep the stone. Look, mate, we'll be here all day if we recount our past trials and tribulations. Um, That's been right. for how it slept, though, because, you know, he slept in it, so. Yeah, it was all right, actually. It kept the wind off. Um, the tremor in the earth around you um, increases in intensity, and then to your left, and just in front of where you're walking, um, out of the wall, just this boulette bursts from the side of the tunnel, and as if it just is completely ignoring you, it bursts right through the other side, and it's just basically digging another tunnel across your one, creating an intersection. So it just yeah. comes and goes, comes and goes from your left to right, and it's gone again. Uh, did Did you see that? Oh, 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 I think I think they call those bullet trains. Someone didn't have that indicator hey. on. Oh, 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 I like oh, it. Oh, that thing was huge. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. It was pretty boring. <laughs> oh, I could have died I'd, there. I dug it. Oh. <laughs> oh. I love puns. Uh, right. anyway. you, you know how to kill those, right? Well, it was quite difficult the first time, so I'd rather we didn't, and I just keep walking. <laughs> yeah, the tremors get lesser and lesser and lesser, and you can tell it's getting further away. Mm. So you're now at an oh. intersection to continue going the way you were going, or turn left to where this bullet has just come from, or turn right to follow where it's going. <clears throat> I'm going to keep walking because I'm going to assume that the tunnel that they were following was already dug and that one might have been being dug currently. Do you know what I mean? Good, lo good logic. I love it. So so I'm going to keep walking straight. Okay. Do you have that as a discussion with your group or do you just keep walking? No. 
No, because because everybody else can see anyway. me apart from Banfor, who's being led. So I just keep walking. Okay. Sweet. Banfor's um, knowing where he's led. I mean, it was more than five feet away, so he just sort of heard it more than saw it. Yeah. So at this point, you guys have been traveling for a fair few hours. Do you, does anyone want to stop and have a short rest, or do you want to I'd just love a short flower? rest? Sure. We sit down and we share rations. Agreed. Ooh. Does anyone spend hit dice or do anything restorative? Yeah, I'm going to spend some hit dice. Well, hang on, hang on. What can I... I can do a thing, I think. You, you can do Song of Rest. Yeah. Uh, that thing. Which makes uh, people's hit dice more effective, I think. Yeah, cool. so during a short rest, performance regain additional hit points when they spend hit dice. So you get an additional 1d6 because I'm singing. Walk me through uh, hit dice. Spent or in total? What's that? Is that an additional 1d6 per hit dice spent? Or total? Yes, it is. I, I believe it's per dice. Because oh, theori- awesome. theori- theoretically you could spend one, roll an extra d6, spend another one, roll an extra d6. Oh. Um, Oliver, hit hit, yeah. Oliver, hit dice. We've been through this before in the temple. Um, you're so you're a um, you get one per level, and for a barbarian, it's a d12. I'm not sure what it is for a blood hunter. You'll have to tell me. Um, but basically, during a short rest, you can spend these to regain hit points, and then next time you take a long rest, you can regain up to half of your maximum of these. So it's a good way to sort of recover yourself on the go. Hey, Brad. Okay. One d10. Per Blood Hunter level. It's by spending it, one or more hit dice, each of these creatures regains an extra 1d6. So it's okay, not, yeah, so it's I, only 1d6. Yeah, yeah. I was wrong. I just checked. Yeah. Uh, and then. So I was like, that at, seems really broken. <laughs> 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 yeah, it sounded awesome. Oh well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it's still 1d6. So Oliver, it means that recovered two. Yeah, Oliver, it means that you've got five d12s you can spend and one d10 as a blood hunter. All right. Um, if you want to, you can spend as many or as few as you want. And I get and half it, that number back. Uh, yeah, during your next long rest. So it's um, your dice roll plus your con per per dice. Dope. Okay, so uh, it's it's uh, it's three. Uh, plus my constitution twice, so plus eight, uh, 12. So I get six back. What? Oh, no, sorry. You, you get 12. You get 12 hit points. Mm-hmm. During your long rest, you get to regain up to half of your maximum hit dice. So, like, you just spent two of them. All right. Your max is six, so you can get back three. Okay. Which puts you back up, which puts you back up to six. I don't understand, but I appreciate you explaining it. Ah, oh, it's it's hard while to we're, children. Um, while we're resting here, Fadan's going to mutter, scrape around for about a minute, and toss a small crystal bead at the ceiling, um, and a bubble of force will expand around the party. Cool. I love um, Fadan's magic. What is this? Therefore, looks it. This is Liaman's tiny hut. Oh, oh Fadan's tiny, tiny hut. Cool. So nothing can molest you guys during this rest. Oh, hooray. Can we molest each other? That's entirely up to you. Role play. <laughs> I would like to molest. No, I'm kidding. Um, but <laughs> I, on that note, will get more whiskey. 
the Gatorade off the listers. So yeah. Mal is still playing her saxophone and in between saxophone solos is going, hit on me. You can use hit dice on me. Just singing a cute little song. (laughs) Uh, Trestlespoon is throwing nuts at the bottom corner of the cave, ricocheting them onto the sidewall of the cave. And bouncing them back into his mouth. Well, technically, you're hitting them on the side of Lehman's tiny hut now. This is true. Is it a physical thing? Oh, no. Um, so physical things can pass right through it. You can't cast ah. spells through it. Like my And you my can leave and enter, but anything that wasn't in it when I cast it cannot. I thought you could still have it, like, as walls, though, if you wanted it to. So I can throw a nut out of the protection, and then it won't yep. get trapped when it tries yes. to come back in? But will it make it back inside or will it yeah, bounce but, out of the wall, bounce on the cave wall and then hit the hut no, outside the nuts wall? No, because the nuts were there when you uh, – the, the nuts these, of autonomy over the – These are the important questions. <laughs> <laughs> what is going to happen to Trestle Spoon's nuts? That's what we all <laughs> need to know. Question. Yeah. I'm genuinely curious. Maybe they just bounce and then they all stay on the top of the shield and he's just looking at his – 40 nuts from 10 feet. I mean, okay. I mean, maybe. I, I want that to be true so that when but it goes not. away, they fall on you. Yeah. <laughs> All at yes, the same that, time. That is that is then true. I am going to, I don't care what happens for the rest of this episode, it is going to be called Liamin's Tiny Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving me this gift for Darling Josh. <laughs> that doesn't get more <laughs> listeners. I don't know. Alex what and works. Josh. <laughs> Cool. Um, hey, you know how a while ago we were talking about what the hell is in Seattle? Mm. We got a comment from a Patreon donor today, Laura, telling us what's in Seattle. Do you guys want to hear what's in Seattle? What's in Seattle? That's so cool. Yeah, she said, yes, the Space Needle and yes, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So we got those two right. Mm-hmm. But also rain and traffic and Amazon um, and yeah, in Seattle, uh, Pike Place Market, hipsters, a shit ton of craft beer, cider and coffee, and her and the rest of the Wheel or Woe podcast, yeah. which is pretty cool. Shout out Facts to Wheel you learn Woe. about Seattle when you play D&D on a podcast in New Zealand. Fair dinkum. I like it. That's why we did this. To know about Seattle. To know about Seattle. <laughs> Without <Yep>. Googling it. <laughs> Hi, Laura. <laughs> this was a lot of effort to go through just to learn about Seattle. <laughs> that's right. Okay, I guess we're done, guys. That's the end of the podcast. What's in Seattle, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Josh's joke, but better. Ooh. <laughs> Same joke. Same joke, but better. Hey, look, guys, I'm joining the whiskey thing. Yay, Yay. Um, oh, okay, red so... label. <laughs> oh, no, stop it, Alex. He's got two bottles. Mine is the Jameson Distillery Reserve. You can only get in Ireland. Thank you. Mine's the cheapest one they had. Is this the whiskey drinker? Yeah, is this the What Whiskey Will They Drink podcast? Um, oh, no, mostly it's the Hey, Has Oliver Gone Blind Yet podcast. 
<laughs> Oliver or Michael? Well, Both. I mean, either or, mate, frankly. One's just an extension of the psyche of the other. And it's not the right round that you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Hey, I'm DM Brad. Hey, so you guys have had a uh, short rest in Liam and Tiny Nuts. Um, <laughs> you, <laughs> um, do you continue your journey after you've after you're rested? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you continue heading um, what feels like vaguely southward, although it's taking lots of um, twists and turns um, in this boulette tunnel that you are now all pretty able to ascertain after seeing one make a tunnel. Um, and another quite a few hours goes by uneventfully, and then you come upon the Hellhound that um, has obviously doubled back to go and get its companions, and so it walks right up to you, um, growling in your faces. I say obviously try trying to intimidate you into fucking off out of its tunnel. Yeah, I say to Banford, do you want this one or do you mind if we all have a go? Oh, I mean, I'll just wait here. You guys can have a go if you want. I'm a bit puffed, frankly. Okay. And and Molly draws her crossbow. Okay. Uh, roll, in- stuff. roll initiative. Anyone who's bothering to fight this thing. Banford starts biting his horrible nails with his terrible teeth. <laughs> And it's sort of like nonchalantly slumped against the cave wall. Sort of watching, but not really. I got a... Okay. I'm a 22. Uh, 20 total. What was that, Alex? Uh, 20 total. Okay. Jules, Alex, Josh, Hellhound. Okay. Jules, you're first up. Crossbow, bolt. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs> oh, <fuck> you. <laughs> Look at that, Josh. That's a top quality roll right there. Yep, that's a net one. <laughs> Doesn't even matter that I have plus Shoot yourself seven. In the back of the <laughs> so your your crossbow that now fires two bolts. Um, you haven't quite. Oh yeah, no way. Oh no, it's not two targets. Yeah. You haven't quite got the hang of it yet, and your bolts kind of split and go around the hellhound, and they actually ricochet one off the left side of the tunnel, one off the right, and then just they just disappear into nothingness and then appear, reappear back on your bow. And you're like, aww. <laughs> I just shot a tunnel. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you you go first, dress. <laughs> it's not, it's out. did you not, the, the initiative roll. I'm not, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> oh, it's, it's all right. I, I, I rolled really high, but I, I'll let you have it. Yeah. Trussell's been fiddling with his, his belt. His belt's come undone, so he's not ready to, to, to go yet. Right. Okay, Alex. Alex. Shadan's going to sort of nervously look over at Band 4 and be like, well, if, if you're sure, and raise his staff, um, and a, a slightly wobbly green beam is going to sort of shoot towards the hellhound um, okay. from where his hand is touching the staff. Is this a spell attack against AC or does it roll a this save? This is a spell attack, yeah. Okay. This is the Ray of Sickness. For oof, um, a, 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 a very boisterous uh, nine. 
Okay, your ray, uh, your green ray, fires straight at it, um, but uh, having been alerted to the danger <laughs> by Marley's wayward bolts, it um, leaps out of the way, and your your green ray just fires off into darkness and dissipates into nothing. All right, I'm going to retreat ten feet back down the tunnel. Okay, does Banfor let you do that? <laughs> uh, Banfor holds out a hand. Uh, and catches uh, Fadan by the front of the collar, pulls him round and just holds him in front of him so that he can watch. He's like a meat shield. <laughs> or he's just sort of holding him in a like in a aggressive but like you're not going anywhere, you're part of this you better watch what's happening now. Okay, and now Trestlespoon. Uh, Trestlespoon takes out his hand crossbow and shoots towards the beast. Oh, muy bien. That's, uh, That's beautiful. 25. That is a hit. Hooray. I, I got the one out of the way for you, buddy. Thank you. Remember, you've got two scorpion tails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't think about it. You can... So um, no one's done anything. Both. I can roll for both. Mm, yeah, you can, because you've got two weapon attack. Seriously? On oh, my hand crossbow, but then I can't use the dagger from here. No, yeah, your scorpion tails. You can fire both scorpion tails if you wanted to at the same time. So I can. I've fired my hand crossbow, and but can you I do also my? Do a scorpion tail. And can I do a scorpion tail as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's a one-handed crossbow. Oh, fair dinkum. Okay, well that's. Uh, fair dinkum. <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm bringing that back. Uh, I'm fair dinkum to to all. So, so it's three two, plus two. three. So it's six on the hand crossbow. And, and then, then roll for you. Okay, so just this single tiny bolt. Oh, like, shit! It's, 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 a, son. it's a straight up 20, it's a, son. It's a net 20 on his scorpion tail. Choo, 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 okay. choo. So roll 4d4. 4d4. I've only got three, so you're going to have to... Four. Six. Ten. Fourteen. Mmm. Nice. Very nice. What a mighty attack. <laughs> For a little no. Um, okay, so this crossbow bolt like fires out and it like strikes it in its upper right like um, shoulder or mm-hmm. like front leg. And um, as soon as it like reels back, like half a second goes by, and then this yeah, scorpion tail just like zips right out in a straight line and hits it in the side of the cheek, like opening up its jaw a little bit. Ooh. And then you zip, then you zip it back on its chain, <clears throat> like a vacuum cleaner cord, as you described it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then it's going to react by like shaking its head, and it opens its mouth, which can now open wider due to you just cutting it. Useful. So like its mouth <laughs> sort of falls open, and you see like this evil. You see this like ball of flame appear inside its mouth. Not I need everyone to roll a deck save. In, with disadvantage, because you're all inside a tunnel where there's not really much anywhere you can go. And some of us are grappled. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got 12. Uh, so we take the lowest die, yeah. Yep. Uh, 8, but I'm going to use Bardic Inspiration to add a d6 to it. Okay, that was your lowest. Yep. Okay, ro- roll uh, your d6. So, 8... 12 now. Okay. 
I've got an 11. Cool. Me um, too! Um, 11. Okay. Right. Okay, so here's what's going to happen now. Anyone under 12... <laughs> Take 16 fire damage. Crikey crumbs. As this tunnel just fills with fire. And those of you who rolled 12, um, take 8. Have, am I still in a rage? No, that, that rage was hours ago. Hours ago. How did we avoid the fireball out of interest? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd say you turned and got behind Banfor's shield. Okay. I said that I love pancakes. Oh no, because the shield, the shield hovers at your back. You could just turn around and then the shield is like a tortoise shell for you. Cool. And you were like a tortoise shell to me. Cool. And I just, Ladies. I'm just going to say, your was tortoise. kind of hanging off to the side of the shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right up the keister. Uh, yeah. So therefore, turned and squatted uh, to take it like a pervis crossbowman of Milan. Play <laughs> uh, total war, uh, medieval or read history books. Uh, and unfortunately, exposed the uh, really quite pert rectum of Fadan to the fireball. Um, okay. Life and now we are, we are back round to Josh's turn. Oh, sorry, to Jules. Marley. Cool. Uh, embarrassed, she wants to try again. That's better. That is a goddamn 22. That is a hit. This is the crossbow? Mm-hmm. Okay, fire your bolts. I will have, please, sir, 11 damage. Nice. So there's two bolts. Um, one just goes, like, into the back of its throat. And the next, uh, the second one, like, at the exact same time, sort of, like, clips, like, down the side of it, like, carving a gouge down its right side. And then both bolts reappear in your boat. Sweet. And Fadan. Um, Fadan's gonna jump up, sort of patting wildly at his traveller's cloak and um, sort of flailing with his staff. He's gonna swing it out towards the creature and out of um, both ends of the staff are gonna come a bubble of acid that will arc through the air, hopefully towards the hellhound. Nice. Um, so I choose one creature within range. Um, the target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, it's a 12. That fails. Cool. It does not succeed. Um, <laughs> so it will take 2d6 acid damage, which is 4 and 2, so 6. Okay. Yep. It, uh, a part of it just sort of like sizzles away and it sort of lets out this yelp sound, um, but it's still up on four legs and still angry. Trestlespoon. Uh, Trestlespoon forward rolls from behind Bamfor and his shield and fires both scorpion tails uh, in the general direction of the big thing. Like a double Spider-Man. 
That is correct, Wanda. Well, ones. Well, the first roll is a one. Uh, so and the, second, and the second roll is a twenty. Uh, so that's uh, a this, guaranteed hit. This pink dice is amazing. It only rolls ones with twenty. Is, it's very polarizing. <laughs> so actually a coin. One side says one, the other says two. Roll, roll the damage for the net twenty. Nine. Mm. Is that double? That's four d four. Yeah. That is four. Yeah. <laughs> A nine from four d four. Shut up. Okay. Um, that is actually enough to kill it. Hooray. Um, so what? Um, so the way with your attack, because the other one was a nat one, um, you actually let go of one of your scorpion tails, and it flies <laughs> off into the darkness. Yeah. Um, but with the other one that manages to hit, describe how it kills the Hellhound. Okay. So I guess the first bolt just flailed away because it was a warm-up for the bolt, which I knew would, you know, destroy this beast easily. Uh, and it, it whips through the air, uh, goes straight into the middle of its forehead, gets caught in the shrapnel of its skull, and I pull it back, and it cracks like a vase that's been dropped on the floor and it collapses nice it collapses and it sort of engulfs itself in flame uh very briefly and then the fire goes out leaving just like a a burnt charred corpse trestle spoon uh turns and walks away as it explodes with sunglasses (laughs) that he takes off in the dark is that right (laughs) a sunglasses cannon Yeah, there are sunglasses. Why not? There is it. Okay, thank so. you. <laughs> Dresselspoon gets it. out his Ray-Bans only to take them off and the fireball reflects in the lens of his Ray-Bans. Cool. Uh, give us a walks cool... away the wrong way. Give us a cool <laughs> one-liner that... Give us a cool one-liner that Dresselspoon says uh, to the end the episode. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! Fair dinkum! <laughs> <laughs> My name is That's a lot of you're in a tunnel, you're in a tunnel, you're in a tunnel. I really hope the DM has a plan here. And now this Zoom thing we haven't done before, but it's about time we need. The role-playing podcast community is bursting with awesome, welcoming people who share and promote each other's work. In that spirit, here's some words from some of our good friends over at the show, the I Rolled a Four podcast. Hail and well met, weary traveler. If you're looking for a tale of fantasy, adventure, and slapstick, you've come to the right place. It's called I Rolled a Four, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast made up of four characters. The caring elven cleric, Olivia. Stop being empathetic towards spiders. I can't. I'm empathetic towards everything. The steadfast half-elf paladin, Tegal. I have a knife in my boot and and precisely 972 ball bearings in my butthole. (laughs) We lost a few of those. (laughs) The aloof tiefling druid, Oriana. Oriana's gonna turn to Tegal and Canal and just say... Don't die. Don't die. I knew it was coming. Don't go to jail. Make good choices. And the lovable half-orc rogue, Canale. 
Good evening, your grace, or however you address kings in this land. Uh, God, incredible way to blend in. All led by the capricious and fickle god king. Canale and Olivia both give me constitution uh, contest against this weasel's strength. Which again, crazy sense. Hear them battle industrious kobolds, uncover ancient treasures, and save the king of Neverwinter while making one hell of a mess on their way of trying to get paid. Because friendship was their real treasure. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, wow, yeah. And then I start wow. making out. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Are you interested? Then put a seat at our table. There's always more room here. On I rolled a four. Available basically anywhere you can get podcasts. Check us out at IRAF Podcast on Twitter or on Facebook for screenshots, character art, and pictures of our pets. See you at the table. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Fate of Ison, or droop us an email at fateofison at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. It's the best part of our day and makes Brad ever such a happy boy. Ever such a happy boy.